This show is very not safe for work. The works being read do not represent the views of the hosts or guests. This show is a roast and should not be taken seriously. God damn it, he glared at Jim and Spock, but pulled off the other boot. Suddenly, a knocking came from beneath. Sulu was poking the ceiling with a broom, screaming, It's 3 a.m., goddammit! If you're gonna do gay shit, you need to invite me! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my. (laughs) It's Friday Night Fan Fiction Season 12. Super hilarious, mega funny, intro bumper, or whatever. Let's face it, you can't talk, can't talk them out of nothing. anything. How dare. We've broken their hides. We've busted their buns. Nothing's working. Send, Send in, in the, the nuns. nuns. Are you watching that? No. Are you? Because that would be really weird if you were. No, it would also be really weird if you were as well. Playing a game, having a conversation with us, and also watching Mel Brooks. That's completely normal. I mean, he is good at multitasking. I sure am. Dave. Yeah? Let's play some Civ. Did you just say TMZ? No. He wants let's to play, play Civ. some Civ. I don't have Civ. Yes, you, you do. You're a liar. David, that's literally the most played game You've on You've literally your- said on a previous episode that we just <laughs> released that you have Civ 5. Yeah, I do. You said Civ, not Civ 5. Listen, motherfucker. <laughs> David, can you join the on Weecaster? Yes, stand by. I'm in the middle of a boss fight with 24% left. I'm waiting for a phase where I don't have DPS. Okay, let's see here. On Weecaster. So, Dave, I know you said that you weren't going to read tonight, but considering the material, you might want to read it with us. No, I'm good. My mind is telling me no. But my body. My ba. My my ba. 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 ba. Creavers. All right. Well, now that we got everybody here, we can get the episode started. Oh, look at the time. This has been Friday Night Fan Fiction. Thank you for joining us. It was a really great episode. It, we definitely left a lot of breathing room in there. Oh, yeah. It never overstayed its welcome. <laughs> this is Friday Night Fan Fiction. I'm your host, Devo. Joining me tonight is Val. Ha! Unintentionally, we actually have the full five tonight. It looked kind of iffy there for a little bit. Should also probably actually go live, live, live and hit the start button. Live, 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 live? Yes, you should do that. Yeah, people can't hear us, Steve. They have to listen. Open their ear holes manually with the speculum. Find out what they know. Feast on the gooey bits inside. (laughs) Feast on the gooey bit, yeah. Anyways, we got all five. I'm excited. David may or may not be reading. He says he's not. (laughs) I I heard you the first time, Dave. I'm not. I don't expect you to. Good. So tonight we're... I'm nah. Hmm? Nah? Ha. You said you're not going to make me read, and I said, good, I'm nah. <laughs> Look, it didn't pan out as much as I wanted it to. How just... many more ways do you want to establish <laughs> this with me, Dave? Just just plow through. <laughs> We're starting tonight with Strip Dreidel, which is a Star Trek fan fiction. Who is Jewish in Star Trek? Leonard Nimoy. Checks out. By T. Prilla fan fiction. Oh, somebody who <laughs> had the balls to keep their name on the story. The chutzpa? Yes, the chutzpa. You definitely pronounce the C. I did say the C. Yeah, I know. You're definitely supposed to. And I'm definitely not being facetious. <laughs> Summary. Summary. 
On the last night of Hanukkah, Spock introduces Kirk, McCoy, and Scotty to the finer points of strip dreidel. Slightly <laughs> fluffy, humor, pwip, kiss, Nick 17. Written for KS Advent 2011 on Live Journal. Hmm. Of course. Val, go ahead and get us started. RTF. Yeah, it adds it automatically when I convert the documents. Oh, and rich text? I don't know if it's very rich. No. No. Moderately budgeted text. In this particular instance, rich refers to the fact that it is able to do things. <laughs> like my friend Richard. Right. Not Guido. Or, yeah, I, damn it, I was going to say that, not like your friend Guido. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Val. Yes. It was a holiday season aboard the USS Enterprise. The ship had docked at Starbase V. No, it's six. For the numerous technicians to take over calibrations and retrofitting while the crew got some badly needed R&R. However, by the second week of this, there was absolutely nothing left to do aboard ship but party, play chess, gamble, drink, sleep, read, rearrange one sub drawer, and party some more. God, that sounds like a fucking utopia. I was gonna say, like, I thought gambling wasn't allowed on the Star Treks. Yeah, because they don't really have monies. Do they not gamble at Quark's bar? Well, yeah, at Quark's. Yeah, Judy also said that's that. That's so. not on a starship vessel. Yeah, that's technically Bajoran, but it's also Bajoran Kardashian. Space. No, it's it's a Bajoran space station. Yeah, you know, like giant booty. Giant booty, booty, booty. Yeah, the Kardashians they have giant booties and are insufferable. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about Major <laughs> Kira because she has a giant booty. Yes, she does. Uh, yeah, she did have a big old butt. Thank you. I'm glad we've all established that she had a big old booty. Good for her. Booty, booty, booty. <laughs> and then they had to write in pregnancy for her. I'm sure that was fun. Well, that's because <laughs> she actually got pregnant. I know. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, she's got Keiko's baby now. It was kind of funny, actually. <laughs> There's nothing funny about pregnancy, Steve. It's very serious. That was not Steve who said that. What? He said that pregnancy isn't funny, Steve, as though you had been the one that said it was funny, but it was me. No, pregnancy is not funny. I've been around somebody who has been pregnant. Really? Who? Please elaborate. <laughs> yeah, tell us all of your beans. Your mother? My mother. So, yeah, does it count being in the womb? No. You guys are gaslighting. Uh, you have younger brothers. You were around yeah. your mother when she was pregnant, my guy. Just out of a technicality, though. Yeah, but I still went to school, so technically I spent more time awake around Val pregnant than I did around my mom with my younger brothers. You shouldn't badmouth what was essentially your first apartment so much, Steve. <laughs> Good God, I never thought of it that way. And Val, please read. <laughs> there was even far fewer activities to take part in aboard the quiet starbase. Things are getting decidedly boring around here for a change. Dr. McCoy thought as he left his quarters to attend yet another holiday shindig. This time it was to be a soiree, soiree of only four hosted by science officer Spock in the Vulcan's quarters. Each person attending this little shindig was to bring the items requested on the very logically designed engraved invitation. What kind of font would be very logically designed? OCR extended. <laughs> Joker man. 
Is that an actual font? It sure is. Yes, it is. It's the font that's used on everything that's fun in an office setting that's not oh, Comic God, Sans. It's, no, this is the Party City font. Oh, my eyes. Like, there's so much in Party City that has this fucking font. Lol. Who made a Ferrari logo made out of Joker Man? Oh, that's messed up. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> I want to see... <laughs> Why? Oh. Oh. That, that's. Oh. You know, I want to commission that for a Forza livery. <laughs> like, I need the I need the Ferrari Joker Man logo. Just, <laughs> I just need it. Yes. My my eyes, my brain has trouble. Somebody did Costco. <laughs> oh, Costco fits a bit more. Oh, this, this is funny. This is funny. The Ferrari like really hurts. Is there a Taco Bell? Uh, I'm I'm looking. Hold on. Oh, this one hurts on a personal level. The Intel font. Wow. <laughs> they even did the little swirl, like the circle around. That's beautiful. Dude, Intel inside. <laughs> I love how this is going to be completely unlistenable. <laughs> I'll make sure to link this very specifically and describe oh, right it. Aid. Oh, it's literally just in your head. If you know what the Joker Man font looks like, it's just these famous logos done in Joker font. I've never heard of Joker. It looks very uh, Tex-Mex party. It does look like a Tex-Mex party yeah. thing. I feel like it's more Mardi Gras than Tex-Mex. No, it's definitely more Tex-Mex than Mardi. No, no, very Tex-Mex. Dude, I am from Tex-Mex, and that is not Tex-Mex. No, You're it's not Tex-Mex. Tex. You're not Mex. No, but I've had Tex-Mex. Authentic Tex-Mex. I've also had Tex-Mex, Dave. Oh, yeah, what part of Texas were you in? I'm saying Tex-Mex party. Like, you know, the... the whatever. The Tex-Mex <laughs> part? Yeah, not a real part. Yeah, uh, I know. Yeah, so you're not really from Tex-Mex or have been to Tex-Mex or even know what Tex-Mex Tex is. either because you? it's not real. It's not real, which is why I've trapped you and now you're going to the Shadow Realm. I remember Tex-Mex, the floating continents from Chrono Trigger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what it was called. <sighs> Let's get back to the story. It's right next to Tex-Lanta in Tex-Francisco. <laughs> Tex-Arcana? No, that's also a place, though, which is the dumb place. Yeah, I, I find it so weird that that's a real place. Well, it's Arkansas, so, you know, whatever. Is it actually spelled Tex-Arkansas? Well, it's Tex-Arcana, so it's not it's not Tex-Arkansas. It would be really funny if it were Tex-Arkansas. That would be really funny, <laughs> but it's, it's just Tex-Arcana. Okay, they just stopped halfway. It just sounds like you're saying Pixar, but... Oh, good to know. It's also right next to towns such as Red Lick and Nash. I think we've talked about Red Lick before on the show. That's very possible. morning, Texas We do talk about bad town names more often than it would seem appropriate. Or like yeah. how in Maryland, Bowie is Bowie, but they won't admit it. It's... It's spelled Bowie, but it's pronounced Bowie. Yeah, it's yeah. Bowie. Also, when I, where I lived in uh, Augusta, there was a place called Martinez, and it was Martinez. French. It's Martinez. No, it's not French. It is. What, Martinez? Martinez. No, no, it was it was Martinez. <laughs> Martinez. <laughs> yeah, it was Martinez, but Martinez. Can we get back to the story? I don't know. Do we want to? <laughs> Wait, we have a town called Mutual Consent? Where? Yeah. That's great. Yeah. People need to go there more often. 
To Mutual Consent, Maryland. A Guide to Maryland Mutual Consent Divorce. That's a place, apparently. (laughs) Thanks, Google. You're welcome. Okay. Hi, Scotty. Bones called over to the chief engineer. Chief? Yes. Chief engineer as the men sauntered along side, separated for some reason, of him in the corridor, best bottle of scotch in hand. No, it's just called called mutual. It's not called mutual consent. Lame. Are you sure? I'm literally looking at it on the map. It's just listed as mutual on the map. Mutual or mutual consent is an unincorporated community located at the crossroads of Maryland. Oh, it's not even incorporated. (laughs) (laughs) Logan dismissively puffs his lips. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know you were a land baron, Logan. I am. (laughs) Go ahead, Val. Okay. Dr. McCoy. Yeah, we also have that unbuilt arc that's still there. Like, unbuilt as in, like... You remember there's that one place on the way to the Cumberland Gap where they're like, we're constructing an arc, and there's just, like, a bunch of um, steel girders, and they never built it? Uh, When's it supposed to be done? It was supposed to be done, like, 20 years ago. (laughs) Did they get lost? I think they ran off with the money. (laughs) So they left all of their shit there. (laughs) <laughs> they left the steel there. Then why aren't we going to get that steel right now? It sounds to me like there's a bunch of steel for the compound just waiting to be picked. Yeah, we should go reclaim <laughs> that for the compound. It does seem kind of suited to us to have a cult started using the wreckage of somebody else's religious icon. Yeah, yeah. yeah honestly, let's do it. <laughs> we built our family on the foundation of the embers of your dead god. Because we have a live one in Logan. Yeah, Yes. get dunked. Apparently, they started building it back in 1974. Oh my god, that's more than 20 years. Oh, wow. Val, please continue. Damn it. <laughs> so, so wait, wait. They started back in 1974, and then it took till 1999 to install the seal beam structures, and then they stopped. Are they afraid it's going to sink into the ocean or something? They're counting on God to finish it for them. <laughs> Dr. McCoy, this has got to be the most bizarre invite I've ever gotten. Scott complained, but yet, you're still here. Oh, I am not good with Scottish accents. Oh, hi. Not gonna be one to turn any celebrating... Why is it underlined? Whatever. Celebrating down. Not since the bloody text kicked me out of my poor engine room, damn toddlers. Oh, McCoy patted the engineer's shoulder. I know the feeling, Scotty. So what you got there, Doc? McCoy held up a huge bag filled with foil-wrapped chocolate coins. I have no goddamn idea what the hell this is all about. Why so dismissive of the gelt? Yeah. That's what we thought dessert was when we were five. Yeah, it's because you were uh, too dumb to know what good chocolate was. Yeah, basically, there were coins, but then you could eat them. You can eat normal coins. Yeah, yeah. it's just not very good for you. It's not recommended. I would say they taste pretty great, actually. Ugh. Yeah, it's rich in copper. <laughs> they taste like metal and disease. Mmm, someone else's skin shavings. Are you talking about the chocolate coins or the real coins? The real coins. Maybe the chocolate coins too? I mean, granted, like, chocolate coins are gross. Yes, you also can taste blood when you bite into an unwrapped chocolate coin. It's cheap milk chocolate. It's cheap, quotations, milk, quotations, chocolate. I guess it kind of explains why Steve-O likes Neko wafers. 
Oh, yeah, because he's always been raised on shitty candy and chalk eating. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the bag that the gelt came in felt like fishnets, so you could wear it as, like, a really shitty-looking Hot Topic glove after you ate the candy. Not a benefit in any way, just a fact about it. Sometimes the things you say really worry me. Just sometimes. I have no goddamn idea what the hell this is all about. In his other hand, he held up a brand new bottle of Romulan ale. On the other hand, I know exactly what this is all about. Wait, 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 wait. I'm going to flex some Trek knowledge here. If this is TOS, Romulan ale is illegal. Yeah. It's also apparently liquid menthol. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> it's supposed to be like drinking an entire carton of menthol cigarettes. Ugh. Oh, my cigarette juice. Ugh. My cigarette juice. No, yes. no, I don't want to burn Jews. Why does everyone always say that? Wait, why did I come back to this? Why did you come back to the burning of the Jews? <laughs> the Inquisition. Let's be Jews. in the Inquisition. We'll Look out, Jews. We got a mission to, to convert, convert the Jews. I really like the whole kick line, Jews, though. For some reason, that's really funny. It's very Yiddish scatting. Man, can you imagine if Scatman Carruthers was Jewish? Can you imagine if Scatman John was Jewish? I was about to say, can yeah. you imagine if Scatman John was Jewish? I don't know. Was Scatman Carruthers not the guy who made the song? No. no, that's Scatman John. Oh, well then good. I hope he had a good career too. <laughs> Go ahead, Val. Scotty Grin, I knew there was some reason why we kept you around, Duck. McCor grimaced and adjusted his color. Are you as hot as I am? This is exactly what I'm talking about. That bloody Vulcan has gone insane. Two pairs of underwear, two pairs of socks, two shirts over that my Sigby... Yeah, over that my Sigby tunic, trousers, and these boots. As for the invitation, do you realize how tight these fucking boots are with two pairs of socks on? They arrive at the entrance to Spock's quarters. I don't see Jim anywhere. McCoy pressed the buzzer. This should be interesting. The door swooshed open. Welcome, gentlemen, Spock said. Please enter. I brought your goddamn chocolate coins, McCoy slammed the bag on the desk. And a good evening to you too, Bones. Of course, Jim would already be here. Jim was always in here, and he looked like he was already having a good time. <laughs> that sounds like something one of you would do when coming to visit me. Waltz in, throw down some sort of anime figurine. I brought your damn anime. And a good evening to you too, Logan. No, I would bring you geld. Perfect. <laughs> and guilt. Guilt-free guilt. I want yeah. guilt-free guilt, yeah. Thank you. Is that even possible? Sorry, I can't. <laughs> Could have waited for us, Bones snapped, thrusting the Romulan ale at Jim. Oh, Bones, Jim said, kissing the bottle. I knew there was a reason we kept you around. Mr. Spock, Scotty adjusted how... Adjusted his own unusually heavy layer attire. Kindly tell us what the hell is going on here. Ah, of course. Spock fetched a couple of glasses for McCoy and Scott as McCoy pulled the Romulan ale out of Jim's clutches, pouring a drink for himself and Scotty. Is Romulan ale supposed to be good? No, I didn't. I just said it was like drinking an entire carton of menthol cigarettes. Do you think that's good? No, I meant like, did anybody outside the Romulans think that it was good? No, it's not like Arachtogeno where everybody was drinking it. The Vulcans liked it, but they are basically the same race as Romulans, so that checks out. Okay. We are going to try out a game tonight. That is, if you can handle it, Dr. McCoy. I'm up next. Jim snickered and looked like the proverbial cat. David. <laughs> David. 
David. What? Look at your fucking messages, bro. I did. Okay. <laughs> you never acknowledged. <laughs> I can only assume they're not plotting nefarious things. Oh, we're definitely plotting. <laughs> you guys are sending messages about stealing the art steal, aren't you? Maybe. Jim snickered and looked like the proverbial cat that got the canary because he obviously was already in on things and drunk. McCoy and Scotty were left out in the dark and still sober, and they didn't like this at all. Stop beating around the bush and get on with it, McCoy demanded. Oh, and thanks for turning down the temp in here a little, he added. You're welcome. <laughs> I had to make some concessions for tonight's evening, Spock replied. Thank you for bringing the gelt, he told McCoy. The gelt? McCoy asked. The gelt, Kirk replied, pointing over at an interesting object sitting near the ledge in the living quarters. It was a menorah, a beautiful one at that, and looked expensive, with all eight of its candles lit. It looked rather festive in here, pretty decorations, gold and silver stars of David hanging up, streamers along the metal partition, blue and white twinkling LED lights. Ah, this takes me back... Oh. A glass of grape juice for us and a <laughs> bottle of Manischewitz for the grandparents. Back when I was force-fed Christmas trees, and that's why I don't like Christmas too much. <laughs> wow. Mmm, yummy spruce. <laughs> Dave, I got to have, like, fried potato pancakes and get mm, gifts. conifers. <laughs> I'm not eating a ponfar, no. No, no, conifer. Oh, you said uh, conifers. Uh, yeah. That, oh. Yes. Like that girl who was in the David Bowie movie. The what? Jennifer Conifer? Uh, yeah, Jennifer Conifer. <laughs> yeah. Now somebody get the labyrinth cover and then just take Jennifer Connelly's grim visage out and put it in a tree. <laughs> Make it look like a uh, cover for a tingler. <laughs> Pounded in the butt by Jennifer Connelly, but actually it's Jennifer Conifer. Conifer, yeah. yeah. <laughs> On the eighth night of Hanukkah. On the eighth night of Hanukkah, I got a conifer. It was tasting <laughs> like a tree. Mm. I mean, I would get pounded in the butt by Jennifer Connelly. Anyways, where was I? Ah, yes. McCoy looked around and noted that even more candles abounded in Spock's quarters, as the lights were obviously off and the fire alarm obviously disabled. Some refreshments were set out, what appeared to McCoy to be bee donuts, and some other goodies. Um, <laughs> bee bee donuts. Mmm, bee bee donuts. Would you like some soufgan yot? Yeah, it is soufgan yot. Okay. Soup nuts. Would you like some soup nuts? It's not soup nuts. <laughs> nuts and gum, together at last. Soup ganyot, which I haven't read or needed to say for so many years because I'm not Jewish anymore. Liar. After having been with a French-speaking person for so long, it took me a second to realize that's not French, that's Hebrew transliteration. Mr. S Mr. Scott, Spock offered, I made them myself. Scotty and McCoy each take one. They were delicious. Spock, are you Jewish? McCoy asked. You're not Jewish. I am. His mother is, Kirk replied. That still means that I am. I was born of a Jewish womb, therefore I am most definitely Jewish. Furthermore, the rich traditions of Orthodox Judaism and the ancient traditions of Vulcan are nearly identical. No, they are not. They are absolutely effing not. This is killing me. <sighs> As someone who doesn't know much about either, are you sure? I do not believe they are even remotely the same. <laughs> oh, boy. Earth and Vulcan are not so different in many ways. What? McCoy asked. 
Observe, Spock held up his hand in the traditional Vulcan salute. Live long and prosper, Scotty wondered. Correct. Now, Spock tilted his hand slightly. The Hebrew letter, Shin. <gasps> oh, oh, my that means God. Death. Oh. Holy shit. McCoy looked at the hand and back at his own helplessly. I still can't do it, so, uh... Spock picked up a small wooden object. He pointed at one of the symbols that corresponded Shin. He twirled it around in his fingers as he explained, Nun, Gimel, Hey, Shin, or Ness, Gadol, Haya, Sham. Oh no! I am now having flashbacks to Hebrew school. Welcome no. to Hebrew school. I am your host, Rabbi Kashmaskos. No. no, I got kicked off the stage during the Purim play. You're not allowed in here anymore. You're doing no, to I was part of the show. You're not allowed. <laughs> Get out of here. Get out of here. They literally kicked me off mid-performance. Wow, you're that bad. Jeez. <laughs> In front of our family. It's disrespectful to the Lord. <laughs> wow. Am I supposed to be proud? I think so. It explains a lot about the trajectory my comedy career took after that. A nosedive. <laughs> <laughs> A great miracle happened there, Spock indicated the lit menorah. Gentlemen, I have invited you here to celebrate with me the great miracle of Hanukkah on this last night with the most beautiful, most revered, most traditional game, Strip Dreidel. Scotty started coughing and sputtering and McCoy protested. What? I'm not drunk enough to play that. Scotty downed the rest of his rivaling ale. Hit me again, Doc. Man with huge penis clearly compensating <laughs> for tiny car. <laughs> <laughs> McCoy snickered and poured the chief engineer another. What happened to your scotch? This is much, much more appropriate. In ancient times on Earth, young Jewish children were banned from learning Torah by the Greek oppressors, Spock told them. The children would study in the forests. They posted a sentry to alert them of Greek patrols. When the alert came, they would hide their texts and instead play dreidel. Logan, you're up. I literally can't imagine being like so fucking jazzed about religion <laughs> that I would like hide in the woods from people who want to kill me and then like be like, oh no, we're not studying. No, we're playing this new game called, um, uh, what is yeah, it? Strip dreidel. Strip dreidel, yeah. Yeah. We all take our dicks out. And the, the Romans were like, oh, we love taking our dicks out. <laughs> <laughs> or was that the Greeks? The, the I Greeks. think that was both. Well, the Rome, yeah, both of them. Absolutely yes to the Greeks. Logan, did you get that thing I sent you? Um, where did you send it? I did. I said where? I didn't see anything. To your computer. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yes, I, I did. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> let's do that next week, but let's do this one this week. Am I going to have to report something to a government body because of the actions you two are currently plotting? I can neither confirm nor deny uh, In a very that big stretch of the imagination, yes, we are planning on overthrowing some governments. <laughs> that wasn't what He's I... He's not wrong. Logan, it's your turn to read. He's not wrong. <laughs> yeah, but not strip dreidel. McCoy stubbornly met Kirk's then Spock's eyes. All right, I'm in, you bastards. What about you, Scotty? Jim batted his eyelashes. Oh, I, uh, I, uh, oh, drink more booze. You'll be fine. McCoy patted the engineer's shoulder. Spock directed the men to sit on the floor of the quarters, bringing a bag of gelt and the wooden dreidel with him. 
I'm gonna remember this, Spock. McCoy seethed. Every fucking time we get into an argument, I'm gonna bring this up. That is fine. Okay, then. I'm just saying. Acknowledged. As they all now sat on the floor, Spock briefly and logically dictated the rules of strip dreidel. None means nothing. Gimmel. All other players must remove an article of clothing. Hey, one player of your choosing must remove an article of clothing. Shin. You must remove an article of clothing. That sounds easy enough, McCoy said. You know, is it odd that I find Spock's cadence to be very natural to me? No, it suits you. Yeah, I mean, you, you are the most logical being, and if I said otherwise, you would telepathically crush my nuts in the not good way. I would do it in a very sexy way. I would make it so that the inside of your scrotum is completely filled with your nut juice. With new dimensions? <laughs> yes. That sounds easy enough, McCoy said. But if we're playing strip dreidel, what's the chocolate coins for? Me. Spock unwrapped a coin and popped it in his mouth. Alcohol has little effect on Vulcans. Chocolate, on the other hand. Jim, because he was already drunk, burst out into hysterical laughter. It's not that funny, Jim. McCoy grumped. Who gets to spin first? Spock does, Jim announced. It's his quarters, so he gets the honor. Besides, we owe him for introducing bagels to the world. Bagels, gonna eat some bagels, gonna eat some bagels, and then I'm gonna have some bagels now. McCoy threw up his hands. Then get a move on, Spock, before I grow old in here. Certainly, Doctor. Spock spun, and it landed on Gimmel. Son of a bitch, McCoy yelled out. Relax, Bones. You can take off whatever you want. Jim removed his yellow tunic. McCoy scowled and pulled off a boot. Scotty looked hesitant, but did the same as McCoy. Jim's turn was next. He spun, and it landed on none. Oh, boo. Oh, boo. You of all people, Jim, would be disappointed by that. Logan, you strike me as the kind of person that has the confidence to play strip dreidel starting in nothing but a jock strap. It doesn't matter what gets <laughs> spun. I'm taking that bitch off. <laughs> <laughs> spun. You of all people, Jim, would be disappointed by that. With that, Scotty's turn. It landed on none again. And Scotty took a huge gulp of his Romulan ale in relief. Oh, we're gonna be here all night, Jim complained. McCoy's turn. It landed on Shin. God damn it! He glared at Jim and Spock, but pulled off the other boot. Suddenly, a knocking came from beneath. Sulu was poking the ceiling with a broom, screaming, It's 3 a.m., god damn it! If you're gonna do gay shit, you need to invite me! <laughs> Oh my. Oh my. Doctor, Spock popped yet another unwrapped chocolate coin into his mouth. Would you mind toning down your choice of colorful metaphors while we play? Somehow the vulgar expression, god damn it, while playing the Chinooka is lit. Let's wait. While the Chinooka is lit seems quite inappropriate. It's Chinookia. It's pronounced Chinookia. Etranukia! Isn't that a Pokemon? I recently had a Jewish coworker who called it Chinooka because it was funny to him to say that, so I'm gonna do it too. I'll tell you what's inappropriate, Spock. Me, naked and vulnerable, while all y'all are fully clothed, staring at me. Stop laughing, Jim. No, it's funny. The accent's coming out. What accent? Spock spun and it landed on Chin. Fascinating. He calmly removed his blue tunic and popped yet another unwrapped coin into his mouth. I'm done, by the way. 
Oh, sorry. I was looking at something else. Sean, you're up, and then we loop back around. He was looking around. at a meme I sent him. I was not. I already looked at the meme. Oh, you sent another one. I'll look at that in a second. Hold on. I have to make something. It's relevant to the story. Uh, it's fine. Of. I'll look at it shortly. Sean, please go. Think we can handle a drunk Vulcan? McCoy asked. I don't know. We can handle David at the worst. Yeah, he's basically a drunk <laughs> Vulcan. <laughs> yeah, I sure can, Jim said. I know you can, McCoy replied. Jim's turn was next, and the trader landed on hey. He looked devilishly around the room. Which one shall I choose? Oh, no, Scotty exclaimed. Oh, fuck, McCoy said. Oh, yes, Jim said. <laughs> Hurry up, Jim. Bones, Jim declared, looking directly into Spock's eyes. What? You heard me, Bones. Strip. McCoy pulled off one sock. I got plenty of clothing here, Jim. McCoy took another swig of the Romulan ale, picked up the bottle, and topped up the glass a little more. Scotty spun and hit none again. I must be lucky or something. Yeah, real lucky, Scotty. McCoy spun and landed on Shin. Oh, well. <laughs> I couldn't help myself, but based off of prior conversation, I had to do a transparent PNG of Judaism in Joker Man font. Oh, goody. <laughs> Can we do that with Friday Night Fan Fiction logo? <laughs> yeah. Yes. The next batch of shirts will have our logo, but our text will be in Joker Man. Yeah. He took off his other sock, leaving the remaining pair of socks. Spock spun and hit hay. McCoy. What? I believe it has landed on hay. Please remove an article of clothing. You gotta be kidding me. McCoy looked up from his drink and realized Spock was a serious, was a serious as a transporter accident and pulled off another sock. Oh, okay. That's some fucking gallows humor right there. Yeah, that's pretty Holy serious. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> you just keep it up, Hobgoblin. Kirk spun and it hit hay. His eyes locked with Spock's and chose the next victim. Bones. Bones pulled off the remaining sock, leaving him barefoot. Looks like you're out of socks, Bones. I'm gonna get you back, Jim. Scotty spun again. It hit Gimmel. Spock removed a black shirt. This slightly differs from my canonical rules for Strip Dreidel, because Strip Dreidel is slightly deceptive. Gimmel is, you have to have all of your clothes on. Hay is half of your clothes Wait, on. Wait, hang on, hang on. Sorry, sorry. Have you played Strip Dreidel before? Yes. yes. It's a very popular thing for a hedonistic Jews to do. <laughs> it was literally done as a joke as a Shabbaton at some point. I don't know what that is. It's for teenagers whose parents are Jewish and don't want them... How they phrase it is they don't want them to mingle with the wrong crowd, but really, they're just very racist. Mm. So they send their kids to the JCC. It's an overnight thing where they lock you in, and they usually provide pizza. Yeah, this is the yeah, called lock-ins. Christian people do them too, but they call, just yeah. call them—they just call them lock-ins. Yeah. Oh, I've never heard that from any other religion, so this is news to me. Well, you never asked. I, I never knew to ask. This wasn't ever a conversation I imagined myself. I've having. never, you know, been a part of any religious affiliation, you know, except for <laughs> me. So I've never been locked in anywhere. Also, I'm looking in the chat. Waffle knows Waffle, and I have been to Shabbatones before. No, Waffle, we are 20 years too old to not be creepy going to a Shabbaton. We are not going to one. Aww. Val, do you want me to get arrested? McCoy scowled decided to be different from the others, so removed his trousers. Ooh, bones. Jim gave out a wolf whistle as McCoy's black silver... At, uh, McCoy's black silver boxer starts. 
I have to point out a joke from the chat. Fizz says, I saw a Shabbaton concert once. Pretty good metal. Waffle replies, that's Sabaton, not Shabbaton. <laughs> for the grace of the might of Lord, for the home of the holy. Uh, paired with the silky short-sleeved sickbay tunic, it looked hilarious. Not entirely regulation. Jealous, McCoy drawled out, now satisfied three sheets to the wind. Spock spun in it. What does three sheets to the wind mean? It's the sailing term. Of For what? Getting when you drunk. put three sheets of sail to the wind. You put up three sails. Three. Okay, I'm going to look this up because I'm now more confused than I was when this started. No. I don't know what he's so confused about. Yeah. Eh. Okay, it means to be drunk. I got it. Okay, yeah. that's what Judy said. She wins the pie. I didn't know there was pie. Now I'm sad I won't get pie. I want pie. pie? Yes, you get I want pie. pie. I want pie. Strawberry rhubarb. Please. That's right. We'll get it. <gasps> I love strawberry rhubarb. It's great. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Sean. <laughs> Spock spun and it hit hay. Eyes still locked with Jim's. Dr. McCoy, this isn't fair. You got that thing rigged. <laughs> yet Bones quickly pulled off the sick bay's tunic. Kirk spun. His eyes were still locked with Spock's and he hit hay again. Bones, y'all think this is real funny, don't you? Y'all ya? think you're. Y'all think you're real funny, don't you? Yes, I do. <laughs> yes, yes, I, I do. do. Yes, I do. I'm hilarious. Ha ha ha. That's your stereotypical dirty French laugh. Yeah. Bones pulled off the first black shirt. Scotty spun and it hit none. I love this game. He <laughs> held up his glass and took a celebratory sip. Scotty, you don't take a drink every time you hit none. Oh, now he tells me. Bones spun and hit. Hey, yes, yes, yes. Hell yes. He nearly jumped up. He was so excited. God damn it. Yes. Bones, stop telling us what you sound like in bed and pick your victim. <laughs> wow. Fine, I pick Spock. All right, circling back to Val. Uh, of course. Oh, of course. Spock removed his remaining black shirt. Jim looked approvingly at Spock. Nice chest. Whatever, Bones said. Spock spun and hit Gimmel. Oh, joy, McCoy said. Jim took off a boot. Scotty also took off a boot. McCoy removed his remaining black shirt. Look, if you guys think non-betting strip dreidel is something, where do you see how tough people get when there's money on the line? I have a head full of confidence that tells me I could beat up any small Jewish child who thinks they can tussle with me over a dreidel. Wow. All right, so this game does not uh, support 4K resolution, which I did not know. Oh, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. (laughs) This game's a million years old, Dave. Do you want to pick somebody other than random leader? No, I'm always America. I can't change my leader. Make me America. <laughs> I don't think I can do that, buddy. I think you have to do that. You installed the mod, right? What mod? Bruh, you paid no attention, did you? <laughs> I gotta kick you from the thing and I'll I'll link you. I've been kicked for the game? Oh, bump this. Kick me from the <laughs> video game. I'll report you to the moon. <laughs> I had to kick you from it. So Should we I... continue or? I don't know why you stopped. I don't even know why you stopped, yeah. <laughs> because you guys are talking. <laughs> nice chest, Scotty told McCoy. <laughs> Whatever, Spock said. He unwrapped another chocolate coin, this time placing it on his outstretched green tongue. That's disgusting, Bone said, noticing. Jim smiled. Not to me, it isn't. Jim spun and hit hay. Bones! Asshole. Bones removed his black silk boxers, revealing a festive green and red G-string. <laughs> 
That's what my CMO wears under his uniform? A banana hammock? You're damn right he does. <sighs> Bone stuck his tongue at Jim. Scotty was so wasted he could hardly spin the dreidel properly and gave up after a few tries. Yeah, spinning dreidel's kind of bullshit, especially when it would be way easier to do it with Beyblades now. Let it rip. I want a Beyblade that's a dreidel, please. <laughs> Hang on, let me Google Jewish Beyblades. <laughs> Is that the name of our, like, high school hockey team? The Jewish Beyblades? Yeah. I found some Jewish Beyblades. <laughs> oh, no. oh my god, this fucking picture whips ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's fantastic. <laughs> you know, we're only like two more episodes after tonight away from an indefinite break, and it does feel fitting to come full circle, and this is the shit that we would put on when we were doing OCAD. Yeah. Or the Night Horse Media uh, YouTube for that one year. <laughs> Subscribe to win a Jewish Beyblade. How do I install this thing, Logs? <laughs> There's an install guide. Just read the document. Yeah, the inst it doesn't say where the installer is. Oh, it, it it's literally you copy and paste the uh the folder in. That's not an installer. Then I have to do work. It's literally less work than an installer. <laughs> I gotta go find where the files are. <laughs> David's very upset. I'm wildly inconvenienced by this. I love that you could have asked these questions like over text, but you decided to say them out loud. This is why I said, should we pause? <laughs> Typing out would be too much work for David. But you're making more work for me. Yeah, that's why it's funny. <laughs> that's fine. There, there, Steve. There, there. There's only two episodes left, and I'm already three behind. <laughs> Jesus, I thrust in you. <laughs> Posting that. Go ahead, Val. Okay. You're gonna have to. Spit I just it. noticed the fucking license plate said Jizz Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. McCoy. Is that allowed, gentlemen? McCoy asked. Spock nodded. McCoy spun for the chief engineer. It landed on Gimbal. Scully, S Scully, yes, <laughs> Scotty. <laughs> yeah, we're we're in a different uh, universe now. Scotty looked on in horror. Oh shit! I I'm sorry, Doc. Jim practically pissed himself. If <laughs> he was <laughs> laughing so hard while removing his other boot, Spock solemnly removed the boot. McCoy looked about ready to murder someone. Listen, if this is one of your sick ideas, to get the kindly chef medical officer buck naked so you can gaze lovingly on my highly attractive body, you can. You got. Forget it. I just also noticed that this is just Lord from Tennessee, meaning there are potentially 49 other just Lords out there. <laughs> well, this is where I'm going to announce my uh, Kickstarter campaign uh, for you guys to fund my Jizz Lord license plate. <laughs> How much does a Maryland vanity license plate You would cost? know you've done it twice. I only pay the renewal now. I don't remember how much it cost in the beginning. Hold on. I'm going to look. It's also been a few years and inflation has taken hold. So, uh, I think they thought the license plate reads J is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Nah, it's Jizz Lord. It totally reads Jizz Lord. I mean, if they can't spell trust right, they're not going to spell jizz right either. <laughs> Dr. McCoy, you're being... 
You are being quite logical. Please remove your underpants as per the rules. The doctor growled, glared daggers, and pulled off his G-string. Using it like a rubber band, he took aim and fired it right at Kirk. Kirk whistled at the naked doctor. All right, that's it. Bone staggered to his feet, sloshing over the rest of his Romulan ale. I'm out of here. First, gotta take a piss. Logan. Yes? I cannot find this information, so how much do you want to say it costs? $200. What percentage do you want to embezzle? $1550. We're going to say it costs $500, and I'm going to embezzle 300 of it. He is a reasonable god. (laughs) (laughs) Now you can get the new so upset. (laughs) I love you. (laughs) <laughs> really? <laughs> Please continue, Val. Oh, you keep interrupting me. I am done. But you are you done, though? <laughs> the living quarters and into Spock's lav- lavatory. Lavatory? Yes. Uh, taking the longest piss in the universe, not even bothering to shut the door. He finished, stumbled out, then fell face first onto Spock's bed. He's out, Jim said. He went to check on the doctor. He's okay. He looked over to see the chief engineer, too, passed out on the floor. Second one, down for the count. Time for the Sharpie. <laughs> Jim moved back to the floor and sat back down across from Spuck, fidgeting and twirling the dreidel dry- oh <laughs> in his hands. It was fun playing with those two. Indeed it was, Jim. I wonder if somebody can seductively spin a dreidel. I can do it. <sighs> <laughs> you gotta lick it first? <laughs> you gotta lick it and like wrap your tongue around and spin it that way, like yes. uh, Tsuyu from My Hero Academia. Yes. Fuck is cutting weeds at eight thirty at night. <laughs> Fair. The Hanukkah had long gone out, or Hanukkah, but the raining candles around the cabin were still lit, casting the space in the warm glow. But Mister Spock, you still are wearing curly. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> English! Please! Mouth! Please! <laughs> we still are wearing clothing. Jim looked at Spock's naked chest. However, I must admit I find what is on display so far is most enjoyable. The game, Jim, is yet unfinished. Bad news for you. The first part, like every shareware game, is always the best. <laughs> it's all downhill from here. Yep. Better get your wallet out. All right, you are, Mr. Spuck. Whose turn is it? Mine. Kirk ended over the dreidel. Spin away, Mr. Spuck. All right, back to me. Jim, I believe I know how to add to our enjoyment of this particular game. How? Rather than removing our own clothing, I propose that we instead remove each other's clothing. That sounds highly efficient, Mr. Spuck. I thought you would appreciate it, Jim. Just fuck already! That's where they're getting to. I believe you should take off my clothing so that it is easier for you to stick my <laughs> winger wonger in your mouth. I believe, Your Honor, that is a rational assessment and would like to request a 30-minute recess for lunch. Denied? No recess? Do it right here. <laughs> you want me to eat my lunch right here? No. Eat that booty like a grocery. <laughs> <laughs> Spock spun and it landed on Gimmel. What a shame, Jim said, not at all unhappy. Spock leaned over and slid off one of Kirk's socks, leaving a sock underneath. (laughs) Second sock layer. Kirk spun and it hit Shin. Oops. 
Time for Spock to remove another article of Jim's. He removed Jim's remaining black shirt. Spock spun and it landed at action. Listen tight. <laughs> Thank you. Kirk he removes- didn't sneeze because it didn't go ooh-woo-woo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do it all the time. It's like a it's like an elite mob. Low spawn rate. Action Kirk- ooh-woo-woo. <laughs> what does the furry director say? Action ooh-woo-woo-woo-woo. Val, can you go <laughs> hit Steve-o? <laughs> Spock was also wearing a pair of silk boxer shorts, similar to the doctor's, but green. Oh, just like his dongus was. Yeah. The evergreen. Mm -hmm. Which I believe clogged the Panama Canal for a few weeks. That was not the Panama Canal, that was the Suez Canal. And it wasn't the Suez Canal, it was the Bircham Canal. (laughs) It was the Suez. Wait, there's more than two canals in the world? Yes. Venice is full of them, dude. (laughs) There's literally one that runs through our fucking state. Which one? The Maryland Canal. The CNO Canal. I don't remember that. How do you not know about the fucking CNO Canal? I had bronchitis a lot as a child, so... Did it it damage your fucking brain? Can I finish the blood? I mean, if you had chewed a bit more, you would probably not. It may have been one of the many, many days that I was homesick. Logan, that is what I am saying. My brain is not damaged from that. It's damaged from other things. Man, it must have been nice to have parents that cared about you enough to keep you home from school when you were sick. (laughs) It was bronchitis, man. That shit's rough. Uh And I stopped having annual bronchitis when I was maybe 14. When you finally started doing your achoo-woo-woo-woo-woos. <laughs> Thank you, Jim. Kirk spun. All right, Logan, I've put all I can as far as, like, mental capacity into trying to get into this game. I'm through. <laughs> okay. May I go back to reading now? Achoo-woo-woo-woo-woo-woo. Spock removed the captain's trousers. Jim wasn't wearing any underwear beneath. Jim, Spock said dangerously. Jim, now clad only in his socks, gave a smug smile. Spock spun. Shin, I need a drink after that. (laughs) Jim leaned over and slowly undid the zipper of Spock's boot with his mouth. Mm. Shoe zippers sound extremely gross. Yeah, but it's pretty common in Kingdom Hearts, so... (laughs) It's weird being in the camp that does not like Kingdom Hearts. I don't like Kingdom Hearts. Neither do I. Okay, good. Now I feel a whole lot. Never really played it. I think a bunch of us don't like Kingdom Hearts. I don't care about it. You guys are the other 1% on the internet. Like, everyone and their mother likes Kingdom Hearts. Really? That's because they grew up with it. People like the story where everyone is Sora and everyone is Ansem and everyone is Sora and Ansem. No, it's Xehanort. But really, he's Vanitas or Vendandis or Bandanity or whatever they're calling them this time. Or vanilla or ice. Or vanilla or ice. (laughs) Check out the hook on my Keyblade Revolve it. (laughs) Spock watched approvingly. You have a fascinating way of removing clothes. Jim spun. Hey. He leaned over and removed Spock's silk boxer shorts. Underneath was a gorgeous satiny red (laughs) G-string. I don't want to think about Leonard Nimoy in a satiny red jeans. Why, Why not? not? I just don't. It's Why not, not coward? 
Spock filled it out very well. The outline of his generously sized cock quite visible under the fabric. Oh, oh. yeah, baby, let's see that big old dick. <laughs> oh, Jim said, I should make this required undergarments for all officers. <laughs> or maybe just the first officer. Spock looked at Jim and popped another unwrapped chocolate coin in his mouth. You can't eat gelt seductively. I will say that's a scientific fact. I can do it. I can do it nine times. <laughs> <laughs> he had eaten a ton. Kirk noted. I'm very uncomfortable. Kirk noticed, but still seemed strangely sober. I welcome that suggestion. I am glad. Spock leaned over and met the captain's lips very chastely before breaking apart. Oh no, his lips broke apart. Yep. Just shattered on the ground? Yep. There was a small smack as he did so. <laughs> Spock tasted delicious of warm chocolate. Yeah, but it's warm Hanukkah gelt chocolate that's already been once salivated. Uh, mm, no. Double salivated. <laughs> no, thank you. Do that again, Mr. Spock. <laughs> Acknowledge, <laughs> Jim. <laughs> Spock leaned over again, this time relaxing his mouth. The kiss got sloppy as Kirk's tongue slid in. Jim's hands kiss ran got sloppy as Kirk's tongue slid in. <laughs> Look at me. I was the principal there. <laughs> Jim's hands ran down the Vulcan's bare chest, sliding down the satin underwear, running his fingers along the fabric. <laughs> Suddenly, Don't You Want Me Baby comes on the radio and the moon is ruined. <laughs> make it better. Don't you want me, baby? Yeah. Don't you, Do you want, want me? me? Oh. Beautiful. He always loved. He always loved. He always loved the feeling of satin under... Is he done? His fingertips. When I met you. <laughs> so damn erotic. His mouth moved from the bow-shaped lips to the Vulcan's neck. Spock smelled so good. Like cinnamon. <laughs> Spock had in fact coated his chest with cinnamon yes. and Kirk was now choking on the equivalent of three shots of glasses worth. <laughs> shots of glasses? Shots glasses worth. Shots of glasses? Make no sense or... Make no sense. All right. <laughs> Spock's hands were doing their own exploration of Jim's muscular body. Lie back, Jim. Jim obliged. Leaning against the bulkhead, just as a torpedo breach. <laughs> wow. Is that what you're calling Spock's penis? <laughs> the bulkhead. <laughs> Must be very short and stout. Like a teapot? <laughs> giving out small moan with the anticipation. Spock took Jim's shaft deeply into his warm mouth. Mouth. <laughs> Pumping with a hand, his tongue ran underneath the glands, then circling around it. Again and again and again. Then swallowing deeply, then repeating the whole process. Until Jim was out of skin on his dick. <laughs> oh my god, all my skin! 
Jim wondered idly where the Vulcan had learned how to perform the finer art of fellatio so well. So well! <laughs> you are going to remember this in the morning, right? Spock looked up at Jim with smoldering dark eyes that set Jim on fire. Whoosh! <laughs> A good spell to get early on in Diablo 2 if you want to speed run it. To set people on fire by sucking off all their dick skin? I guess. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. Jim's cock still in his mouth. Spock finally released it reluctantly with a small, I can't do it, my mouth is too dry. Thank you very much for giving me all the Foley material I need for my next Katamari menu system. You're welcome. I've been wanting to do this for years, Jim. I will remember this always. I too have been wanting to do the Katamari sounds for years. (laughs) I will remember this always. Oh, me too, Spock. Me too. Carry on. Please remember this. <laughs> My liver has been pierced. Next up is Logan. Mm. See, it's not so easy to pretend that you were paying attention and then you get have to go read, huh, is it? I literally have food in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It it's probably tastes like, oh, stalling. <laughs> it tastes like pretzel. Good old bit of Spock cock. Spock cock? Spock nodded and resumed his ministrations. Kirk combed his hands through the Vulcan's silky black hair making the bangs separate and the back of it stand up. He never realized how soft and silky and wonderful and... Oh, Spock. Oh, <laughs> like that. Spine oh, Spock. Oh. All right, beautiful. We're about to launch our new product, the Spock Cock. It's a corn dog with pointy ears and a mustard at an angle for the eyebrows. Thank you very much for giving me the uh, reaction noise to eating a Spock Cock, Logan. You're welcome. Your stomach will be logiced into submission. Jim came <laughs> wow. deep into Spock's throat. The Vulcan swallowed every last drop. He gently licked Jim's softening organ as he withdrew. Jim gave out a breathy chuckle as Spock's facial expression spoke of promises of much more to come. Suddenly, there was a huge snore from the bedroom area. Oh shit, Jim said. I forgot about these two. Jim eyed Scotty, asleep, passed out, on the floor next to them. He peeked through the metal partition over at the slumbering doctor, still naked and face down, ass cheeks up in the air. Think they'll wake up? No, we should be fine. Ooh, Jim growled. Naughty Vulcan. I like that. He got up and leaned over against the bulkhead. Got lube. Got milk. (laughs) No, I don't. And I don't think milk should be used as a lubricant either. It wasn't a very successful ad campaign. (laughs) (laughs) Spock moved to the bathroom, slipped past the sleeping doctor, pausing to raise an eyebrow at the naked ass cheeks. How about joining me in the shower instead? Oh, even better. Do not ass fuck in the shower. It's not going to (laughs) work. It's going to get very chafy very quickly. Jim followed Spock, but stopped to also stare at the doc's backside. He's going to be madder than a wet taro can snaggled tooth tiger come morning. That's made up. Then he will be no different than usual, Jim. Spock entered the shower and held the cubicle open for Jim. After you. Finn, thanks for reading. And then there's a whole empty page. Well, since you didn't get a whole page... Yes, I would like more, please. 
Logan, you strike me as somebody who's hip with the memes, yes? I have been known to chuckle at a picture. Okay, and uh, you're familiar with, like, Nintendo's main character roster, yeah? Yes. Okay, this is Waluigi's Supermassive Black Hole, a Twilight Super Mario fan fiction. Oh my. All right. By Menagerie of Darkness. After getting into a secret relationship with the mysterious Edward Cullen, Waluigi finds himself invited to one of Cullen's favorite pastimes. Baseball. (laughs) (laughs) Will he be able to impress his love's family and will their relationship heat up further? Yes, this happening. And yes, in this house, we stand Waluigi. (laughs) The misty Washington air sat stagnant over the woods. Sky flooded with cool clouds. Waluigi shivered as a gust of wind rushed through the woods into the spacious glade he and the Cullens were standing in. Now, I'll admit I haven't read much of Twilight, but uh, this already strikes me as something that's written infinitely better than Stephanie Meyer. I mean, we have definitely talked about vampire baseball before. (laughs) Yes, we have. It's the name of one of our episodes. A Canadian lawmaker has been apologized for uh, logging into a parliamentary session from the toilet stall. (laughs) (laughs) So the literal definition of shit politics. Yeah. (laughs) All right. The mustachioed man still couldn't believe what was happening. It seemed like it was only minutes ago that he met Edward Cullen in his biology class. Seconds since he found Edward breaking into his bedroom to watch him sleep. Oh, You smell different when you're asleep. (laughs) I think he does say that. As strange and malicious as most people would find that, Waluigi was not like other girls. (laughs) He found himself... Oh my god! (laughs) ...hopelessly aroused at the thought of the ripped, tight vampire Edward Cullen staring at his submissive, unconscious form, even in his cleats and faded baseball cap. Waluigi shuddered at the memory. (laughs) Although he and Edward had shared a few awkward glances as Edward desperately tried not to nut in his skinny jeans and shared a juicy makeout sesh that left Waluigi in his panties, he never expected to be invited to the Edward to the Colin family baseball game. All of them were so sexy and sculpted like marble statues of emo teenagers from the early 2000s. So I never knew that they were considering adding a storyline to Super Mario Baseball All-Stars, but... uh, It's very good so far. Yeah. But as much as he wouldn't mind getting himself tangled in that family tree, it was Edward who always caught his eye every time. Damn it, give me my eyes back. Edward was currently at the bat. And Waluigi couldn't help but notice his firm, yet gentle grip on the wooden rod. Waluigi felt himself break out into cold sweat, ducking down to hide his reddened cheeks. He was standing on third base, the same one he wished to reach with (laughs) Edward one day soon. Alice made her pitch, the pale, heavily veined ball soaring through the murky air. Edward's bat quickly collided with it sending the ball whizzing off into the distance and Edward racing to first base. Waluigi was captivated by Edward's stride. He was like an antelope rushing to mate with the nearest (laughs) cheeks in sight. Sure. (laughs) He could also see the python-like outline on Edward's tight pants, like his bulge was a baking soda volcano ready to erupt at any moment and burst (laughs) burst through the thin fabric. 
Waluigi was so lost in thought that he barely noticed Jasper chasing after the ball and rushing to catch Edward at third base. No, the purple-clad man could only focus on Edward running past him. His delicate, cold hand groping Waluigi's mushroom <laughs> of an ass like he was kneading bread dough. <laughs> it was only after Edward made it to home base that Waluigi noticed the baseball resting at his feet. Jasper must have tried throwing it to him sometime before, during, or after the ass event. <laughs> As Edward celebrated his victory like the awkward robot he was, <laughs> Jasper made his way to Waluigi, grabbing him by his jersey. We could have gotten him! Why didn't you catch the ball? He screamed only like a former Confederate would. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> yeah, he was a Confederate soldier because he loved slaves. <laughs> or whatever. Waluigi winced, unsure whether or not the man was about to punch him or passionately kiss him like two sex-deprived athletes. He even pursed his gently moistened lips in case the latter happened, but he never got the chance to find out as Edward quickly rushed to his offense. Jasper, get your racist ass out of here. <laughs> Edward ripped his adopted brother from Waluigi like he was breaking apart a wishbone. Waluigi shuddered as Edward's iron-like grip tightened around his shoulder, threatening to shatter his clavicle into dust. The mere thought of it almost made his cock smile in appreciation. <laughs> Are you all right, Waluigi? Edward stared deep into his eyes, concern marring his features. Sean, I am so happy you get this page. Wow. <laughs> Waluigi quickly nodded. <laughs> Although it was the only word he could articulate, it held as much meaning as it needed to. Still, not everyone was willing to find the secret message encoded in each. Wah. That erupted <laughs> from his throat like a tiny rubber duck. <laughs> I'm going to have to pitch shift that up so it sounds at least somewhat like an effort was made. Wah. Are you kidding me? Do you not hear the subtlety? Look, yeah. I know you're not a seasoned voice actor like me, Steve, man. but uh, Sean is really giving it its all, uh -huh. and it is one of the most subtle, yet perfectly on point <laughs> uh, performances it's ever. It's pretty insulting for you to like <laughs> act like he's not absolutely fucking nailing this. Can I have a reference? Can somebody else do the wah? No. Wah. Look, I'm not that good. I want to be that good. I'm working on it, but like until Steve Rosinski gives me more work. Okay, Dave, give me a wah then. Give me a wah. wah. <laughs> yeah. See, Tarn wasn't as good. It wasn't as good as his. Sulu, set the gaslight to 11. What gaslight? Oh, it's five. There's yeah, it's five. It's always been at five. That is, until he met Edward. The vampire seemed to get him, even from the very beginning. That's good. He ruffled Waluigi's mustache. Then, let's get back to the game. Waluigi eagerly nodded, making his way to the bat. Jasper was standing on the mound, glaring him down. Typically, there are rules during baseball, but the Cullens were trying to play a two-teamed game of baseball with seven people. Rules didn't matter anymore. The Waluigi-like Waluigi, okay, sure. gripped the bat. Say that again ten times fast. No. <laughs> After his years of playing Mario Tennis, he was sure that he was an expert at slamming balls with his meaty, elongated stick. As expected, Waluigi rammed Jasper's balls. The ball as hard as he could. <laughs> jettisoning the orb so aptly that it broke through Earth's atmosphere and gently rested in the planet's orbit, 
Like Lightning McQueen going around a racetrack. God damn it. You can't undo what you just did, though. Does it actually say that? <laughs> yes. Waluigi saluted the young ball for achieving its dream of going to space before taking off around the diamond. He tried to reciprocate Edward's previous gesture, but honking his caw like a clown horn as he passed second base. <laughs> Soon, the Cullen family decided to stop the game for a brief timeout. The scores were tied. Not that anyone knew exactly how to keep score since the players kept switching teams. <laughs> uh, Waluigi took the opportunity to find Edward, who had sauntered off to a nearby tree to relax. The vampire smiled, exposing his ivory fangs. Oh my he god, Stampy, no! He has the ivory! No! He rested his iron spork of a body against the thick pine tree, a pine trunk, gelled his... Gelled hair barely rustling in the breeze. You did great out there, Waluigi. Waluigi's face blushed the color of the large phallic nose. He couldn't believe that Edward Senpai had noticed him. <laughs> Much less complimented his athletic prowess. He was so distracted that he barely noticed as Edward stalked around him. Gently pressed the purple man against the tree trunk. Waluigi let out a small, confused, Wah? <laughs> As Edward's cold, clammy body moved into his, especially the lip zone. <laughs> the lip zone, 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 zone. <laughs> Waluigi moaned inwardly as Edward's rock-solid lips pressed against his plump little sausages. God, why are his lips so hard? Somehow, that was even hotter than when Edward stalked him in his sleep, broke into <laughs> his house every night, and leaving the faint smell of cum perfuming Waluigi's room. Ew. Oh. Ew. Nice. Nice. The kiss slowly deepened over time, like the deep abysmal void that slowly grows in our hearts every time we remember that Destial could have happened legitimately, but didn't. Yes, I also feel the same way when I remember that Florida is part of the United States. Got him. Lol. Their teeth clacked together like two giant hamsters fighting over a seed ball. <laughs> And Waluigi was ready to see the seed in Edward's balls. <laughs> he ravaged Edward's mouth with all of the force of a giant worm, destroying a city and leaving no survivors. Jeez. All the while, his head was being pressed further and deeper into the pine tree, the trunk threatening to rip in half by Edward's tongue abilities. <laughs> tongue abilities? Mm -hmm. Tongue abilities. Tongue abilities. Oh. Waluigi, I want you. Ever since I first watched you get an erection in your sleep that one time, I knew that I wanted to have you. With that, Edward flexed his meaty thighs, ripping his baseball pants into confetti. Oh, just like when David said clothes. Mm-hmm. David said clothes. Was that bagels at the drive-in? Yes. Yeah. Oh, man. It's a long time ago. Waluigi gasped as he realized Edward wasn't wearing any underwear. Although he thought the man to be a proud Mormon, what with his pale complexion and archaic views of the world. <laughs> oh. The vampire was completely bare down there. Waluigi realized that even without the giant pine tree behind them, there was another massive trunk he had to think about. Do you want me to? Do you want me to what? <laughs> want me to what? It's a different kind of two. What does he want me to do? I should probably open the uh, thick. Yes, thank the you. The document? Yes. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> that would <Yeah>. be nice. 
David's going to go to bed, <laughs> so he's going to catch y'all okay. later. All right, All right. Good, good night. night. Good night. Wow. Waluigi nodded eagerly, slowly and methodically peeling off his uniform. But as is proper and customary, the gloves stayed on. Yeah, as they should. Just like the mustache. Yeah. The mustache stays on. Yeah, it better. <laughs> Do you want the mustache on or off? Too bad. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, they made Waluigi feel even more naked. Like the bad boy he truly was. Truly? Truly. All right, then. Let's go. Edward shouted to the heavens as he prepared his cup to excavate the ancient ruins that were Waluigi's cheeks. But as if someone upstairs was listening, the sky opened up, clouds seemingly making way for the ray of sunlight beaming down on the two. For a moment, Waluigi wondered if the sky gods were applauding their upcoming escapades. But no, something wicked was coming this way. The light continued to brighten, soon growing more graining than Edward's diamond-encrusted bod. <laughs> Waluigi squinted as a figure emerged from the light and, as the ray dissipated, all he could do was kneel there, mouth agape, as he realized who she was. Dude, I know it's mouth agape, but I heard you say mouth. Mouth agape. Mouth agape. Mouth agape. Mouth agape. The Mormon god. Stephanie Meyer herself. <laughs> oh. You stop that right now, the almighty Stephanie Meyer yelled from her spot in the woods. <laughs> While Luigi could almost feel the rage emanating from her corporeal form, her features were pinched into a deep scowl. What on my earth are you doing, Edward Cullen? About to have sex. What does it look like? While Luigi couldn't believe that Edward was showing a god so much sass, but... Usually it's the god that shows the sass. Yeah. If anything, it only made his mushroom cock expand further from a white button to a magnificent toaster. We call this Final Fantasy protagonist syndrome. Yeah. How dare you? The eternal Stephanie Meyer raised her hands in front of her and Waluigi winced, <laughs> thinking that she was about to vaporize them both for crimes against ya fiction. Crimes against ya fiction! <laughs> yep. Somebody give me a Photoshop of Sephiroth, but with Stephanie Meyer's, like, torso. <laughs> oh, as safer Sephiroth? Yeah, as safer Sephiroth. Yep. Instead, her palms began to glow, a hologram appearing over her hands. It was a generic teenage girl wearing a blouse and khakis. Her brunette hair was gently tuzzled, enough to make her look unlike other girls, yet still stylish enough to keep said unkemptness from preventing the girl from being seen as conventionally attractive. This is who are you supposed to date? I crafted her perfectly. She's aloof enough to be relatable, bland enough for girls everywhere to project themselves onto her. Impulsive enough to keep the plot moving forward. What else could you want in a relationship? Literally anything else. Um, I can't date people who are boring. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. What does that have to do with love? Do you just want to sell a Mormon fantasy, not a true depiction of romance? Her holy eternalness, Stephanie Meyer, gasped at Edward impertinence. But imagine the book sale, the film deals. I bet I can even get Muse to do the soundtrack. Ew. <laughs> No. No, it's just the next But it's words. Muse, man. Come on. Her galaxy brain energied. Stephanie Meyer seemed to be pleading with Edward, and Waluigi began to wonder how much power she truly had. Maybe love would win in the end, even against a god. Wow. Waluigi flung his <laughs> nude, noodle-like body at her ethereal go goodness. Stephanie Meyer officially entering the fray. 
The gods screamed as Waluigi proved once more why he deserved to be in the Super Smash Bros. game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he uppercut her so hard, she soared up into the sky, vanishing from whence she came. Soon, the sky darkened again, comforting clouds overtaking the oppressive, oppressive <laughs> sun once more. Yes, come. <laughs> with Stephanie Meyer defeated, Waluigi felt his balloon animal inflate once more with renewed vigor. I know every time I've assembled a tent, I can't put the poles in properly unless I put some cum on it. I know whenever I look at my penis, I call it a balloon animal. Yeah. <laughs> but can you tie it in knots? Oh, absolutely. Good. And bows. <laughs> Ooh. Can you make a bunny out of it? That's just disgusting. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. I'll get this page. That's the hottest thing I've ever seen. Edward glomped Waluigi, slamming his lips against his broad, moist face. Ew. Waluigi moaned softly, even his mustache, wow. shuddering at the sensation. Jesus, this is a lot of Waluigi porn. <laughs> he allowed himself to melt onto Edward's broadsword like a pool of water engulfing a giant neon inflatable toy. He soon felt like a Boston cream donut stuffed with pure creamy cock. Nice. <laughs> but it wasn't how Waluigi thought his first dicking would feel. No, Edward's iron rod felt just like that, solid and cold, like a piece of marble. Great. My favorite. <laughs> I love when I haven't warmed my dildos up properly. <laughs> Well, it's also better than the opposite where you stick it in the microwave for 27 minutes. Why would you put it in the microwave? You put it in warm water. And then it's like a puddle? <laughs> that explains the apartment fire so much. <laughs> where was I? I never know. Oh, I love it when you call me daddy. <laughs> I do not. Do not put words in my mouth. I just did because. Wah. Oh, I love it when you call me what they said. Edward no, started. Say the word. <laughs> say the word. Say the word, Steve. Did I? No, don't David this. Why? Say the actual Why word. am I not allowed to David something for once? They pay us to say these words. <laughs> I do. Daddy. There you yes. Go. <laughs> Edward started to thrust harder, pulling on both sides of Waluigi's mustache like he was riding a fleshy motorcycle. Mm, Waluigi fleshy gasped. motorcycle. Waluigi gasped as Edward tugged on his erogenous zone, where there is no parking allowed, by the way. I found that out at the airport. You're not allowed to park in the erogenous <laughs> zone? No. <laughs> the nerves in his mustache follicles firing up and taking the express lane to his mighty toadstool. He was so close, but he had to hold on. As the ancient proverb said, first is the worst, second is the best, and Waluigi knew that he was the best. Oh, I thought he was going to be the one with the hairy chest. <laughs> I did too. Wah! Waluigi shouted so, Wah! He's not a horse. <laughs> <laughs> Waluigi shuddered as he was given a carrot by a very nice lady. Thank you. <laughs> See, they put the peanut butter in his mouth to make it look like he's talking. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. As, as his ass was turned into a churner, Edward's dick the crank beating his innards into submission. 
His hole was now the vampire's piggy bank, empty. Jesus. And ready to be filled with all of his secret treasure. Well, oh, it's all the guilt. <laughs> yes, it's the guilt. <laughs> if you're jizzing coins, you've taken it too far. Please do not stub Hanukkah gout in your urethra. This has been a public service announcement by the hosts of Friday Night Fan Fiction. Why can't you just let people live? <laughs> yeah, Steve-o. Don't kink shame. I'm trying to look out for their health here. I'm not. <laughs> and like those pottery swine, Waluigi wanted Edward to shatter him, break every bone in his body with the might of his blood-sucking cock. Waluigi would be sure to return the favor, releasing his wads of pleasure all over Edward's body, turning his alabaster skin a different shade of white. <laughs> Hold on tight, spider monkey, Edward screamed as he swiftly ejected his parachutes into Waluigi's Parachuters. <laughs> parachuters! Yeah. Ejected his parachuters into Waluigi's gaping wind tunnel. Jesus. Wow. Mm, I mean, <laughs> accurate? Yeah. As the vampire marinated the man's innards with his Big Mac sauce, Waluigi could almost hear Edward release a soft sigh of relief. Stephanie Meyer was gone, and they were free from her unfortunately heterosexual grasp. But while his weenus was out of commission, ugh, Edward let his hands do the talking, throttling Waluigi's game stick like he was trying for a combo. And with his cold, lifeless fingers, he activated Waluigi's Konami code, leveling up his erection to a near superhero degree. Under the control of Edward, milking him like the horny cow was he, Waluigi unleashed the beast with a shrieking, wow, wow, wow. It's the shrieking cheek. Spilling his innards all over the forest floor. Jesus Christ. Oh, it's like a cannibal corpse cover. He relished in the afterglow of his epic orgasm, turning his sweaty face to meet Edward's equally moist countenance. But he soon realized that the Collins would probably be wondering where they went, what that strange light in the I sky too was. I, too, am wondering where this man's colon went, because <laughs> it seems to have been plastered all over that wall. <laughs> Never saw that episode of CSI. <laughs> Waluigi started to stand up, but Edward stopped him. Let's stay here just for a bit longer. Edward wrapped his arms around Waluigi, pulling him into a tight embrace on the cold ground. And Waluigi just melting into his touch, letting out a soft, elated wah. Oh no, he melted. Like all that guilt left in the sun. <laughs> I like that. I enjoyed that. That was a good story. That was good. It was a funny story. Yeah. So let's kick this off on a high note then. Thank you very much to all of our fans. Kick this off would imply that we're just starting. Yes. Okay, let's kick this down. Take this down. Let's leave on a high note. Roll this out. Yes. Shut the curtains. Turn the lights off. Don't tell mom. Don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I like that one. Thank you very much to all of our fans, especially our patrons, starting with our smut secretaries, attention deficit party horse, Bosku, Discuss, Grass Dragon, 
Pestilence, Santa Grimnar, Aspirant to the Priesthood of Selene, William Chaprinsky. Thank you very much to our genital guardians, Angel Bane, Chirpy, Disambiguity, Flesh Dakimakura, Go Play in Traffic. I filmed myself putting Cyberpunk 2077 on my Ouya, but YouTube flagged it as inflation porn. <laughs> I love that one. Stupendous man. The judge, the jury, and the exagutter. Two-time, two-time world heavyweight champion Thunder God Matthew J. And a super duper ultra mega special thanks to our Bullgate beneficiaries. Advent Dawn, Cranky Pants McCumbucket, Evan Baumel. Oh boy, there are no spaces in this one. <laughs> hey, Steve-O, I heard you wanted to find out the max amount of characters that could be used in a patron's name and typed up this name to see how many character 128. <laughs> wow. Effort. Very effort. Very effort. Put Leonard Nimoy in a satiny red G-string in Steve-O's butt, you cowards. <laughs> Rickshaw Rigatoni, Spock's B. Scott's. Scott Steiner. Spock's Bay Trades Collection, Waluigi's Baseball Prowess, and Mrs. Brisby's Boobus are S tier. Fight me. The Spock cock swallowing me is highly logical. <laughs> and Waluigi. Beautiful. Thank you. I'm glad to know what the maximum character limit is now. Now make the most of it. And please give me spaces. Why are there sexy Marios? 